Welcome to the We Talk Health Podcast. I am your host, Kara Mobley, and I am here today with Dean Houston and Kathy Sudbury. They are with our Sports Plus Rehab Center. Welcome back to the show, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming on. Um, So today we wanted our topic to be on total knee replacement, to give people information on what is a total knee replacement, who might need it, what is the recovery for afterwards. Well, the reason I asked you to do this is that towards the end of the year, people start having a lot of their, I've met my deductible and let's move forward with this this knee that's giving me problems. Right. And Dean and I were talking about it and it's like, Let's tell the general public what to expect. So that's the reason I have asked him to come on board and give you a little more perspective of the post-care after you've had that total knee. Right, especially if you're having surgery. I know that that, a lot of people are concerned about that or worried about what it's going to be like. So, yeah, we want to let people know uh, what to expect with that. So first, kind of want to talk about with um, why would a person need to have a total knee replacement? Well, there's there's a lot of reasons that can lead to need to have a, uh, your joint replaced, whether it's your knee or your hip or shoulder. But the most common cause, especially with the knee, is cartilage degeneration, mm-hmm. also known as osteoarthritis, which is kind of the wear and tear arthritis. There's also other rheumatoid arthritis, post-traumatic arthritis, vascular disorders. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. that can lead up to that. But generally speaking, osteoarthritis you just kind of wear that cartilage out in your knee joint. And over time, that cartilage that, that covers the bone endings in the joint, where they approximate the knee joint makes up, it's the femur, the tibia, and the patella. That cartilage that covers those bone endings can get thin, and it cannot provide that slippery surface that's needed for like a normal functioning knee joint. Best way I can explain it is kind of like, as far as cartilage and cartilage degeneration, is like when there's ice on pavement. And it's very slick. And then when it pay, the ice starts melting and you start getting some asphalt coming through that ice, that's a high friction zone. So mm. like you, I'm sure you've driven on ice and you hit like some pavement. It was like your, your tires caught. That's exactly what's happening when that cartilage wears through. It gets very thin. You start having a little bit of bone exposure. And when you have bones making contact with each other, that's bad. Right. That's a lot of friction. It causes trauma to the knee joint. And, um, you know, essentially when you hear people say bone on bone, that's what they're talking about. Right. It can cause pain, limitations, and knee joint range of motion. So that's, that, that's why people have to have their knees replaced pretty much, you know, and it's, it just happens to be the most common lower extremity surgery we see in our clinic. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now, a lot of people have knee arthritis. So how would you know if you needed to have your joint replaced? I know you said, if, you know, if you've got bone on bone, if you've got pain, you need to see someone, but what about the people with knee arthritis? Well, there's a lot of people that have just general arthritic issues. You get up in the morning, your knees are achy, they're stiff. You know, that's kind of a normal aging process. But you should consider possibly having your knee replaced if if that morning stiffness or if you're if you're limited, if it's limiting your functional range of motion, your functional capacity. If you can't play with your grandkids anymore because it hurts and you just find yourself sitting on a porch while they're out in the yard playing, you should seriously consider going and talking to an orthopedic surgeon about having your knee replaced. It's stopping you from doing the things you want to do. Right. Quality of life. Exactly. Quality of life. You know, if you've got some obvious deformities, like everybody's seen somebody that's bow legged before, or maybe their knees are making contact you know, knock need or bow legged or knock need, uh, you're probably going to get some asymmetrical wear of the knee joint. And you're probably, 
if you're having pain and limitations, you should talk to your orthopedic surgeon about that. Basically, if they're just stopping you from your, like you said, your, your quality of life, you should consider it. Right. So if someone has decided, yes, I need to get a total knee replacement, they've talked to their doctor, um, they've, they've set up this surgery, give us an idea or what would happen during the total knee replacement surgery. Well, during the surgery, and there's different types of procedures they do. I'm not a surgeon. I'm a physical therapist, but most, so you come in after the fact. I come right. in after the fact. I've I've seen several surgeries before. I mean, I know it's it's essentially the same thing that's happening with each surgery, even though there's different processes for it. They're basically putting a new surface on the ends of the bones that approximate. They're, they're recovering the portions of the bone, the femur, tibia, and patella that all make contact together. They're putting a new surface on there. So it's like this surgery is going to happen in like four steps. They're going to prepare the bone. They're going to remove the cartilage and reshape the bone so they can put the metal implants, fit it on there. The second step, they're going to position the metal implants on the end of the femur and on the end of the tibia. Typically, that's with some sort of metal component like titanium or there are other uh, alloys that they may use. Usually, they're cemented in place, and they can. these people can actually stand up later that day without any difficulty. Then they, they resurface the bottom of the patella and put a little uh, medical-grade plastic button on the bottom side of the, of the kneecap. That that's what's going to make uh, approximate with the femur when they flex and extend their knee. Then the last stage is they insert a little spacer between the uh, femur and the tibia. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Right. They, they can do a full total knee replacement. They can do a partial knee replacement. So oh, if okay. only the inside of your knee uh, was really bad, they may choose to do a partial knee replacement and just, just uh, replace part, whatever part was worn. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, total knee replacements are probably the most common at this at this point. Right. So, you know, once you've had the surgery, now you're in the recovery phase. Within those next few days right after the surgery, what could a patient expect to go through or feel, you know? Right. That's a good question because a lot of people are oblivious to what's going to happen next. They know they're having surgery. Yeah. Then it then it comes afterwards. And they, they have no idea. It's like a bus about hitting them mm-hmm. the day after surgery. And, you know, surprisingly, I've had some patients that after they had their knee replaced, they did not know they were going to have to come to therapy. They were just blown away with the fact that I didn't know I had to go to therapy. And it's like, yes. So they, people need to know that, you know, this kind of surgery. Oh yes. Yes. You need to therapy is part of, is all part of it. It is a huge part of it. You know, having the surgery is just like the first part. The first, the first step. Right. Right. Uh, The physical therapy is definitely a, a huge part of the process. People just need to be informed. You need to ask questions and they need to be told that. But anyway, what you can expect after you have your, uh, total knee replacement surgery is you can expect some pain over the next few days. Right. You, know, you had basically wood shop done to your knee. <laughs> it's a, a lot of hammering and sawing, and it's going to hurt the next few days. Now, they give you pain meds to help manage that. We can show you stuff you can do with cold packs and elevating your knee. There's a lot of things you can do to help manage the pain, but you need to know it's going to be there. And you almost, you kind of need to be expecting it and, and need to be at peace with it because it's not going to be there forever. You just need right. to know it's there going to be there and eventually the pain is going to go away. Usually you went and had surgery because you were having pain. So a lot of people are a little frustrated after they have their knee replaced because, well, my knee was hurt before and it's still hurting, but right. it's a different, it's a different kind of pain. It's post-surgical trauma. What you had before was arthritic pain. It wasn't going to go away. This is post-surgical trauma pain 
it will go away. And you just need to kind of know that and keep that in your mind. This pain is not going to be here forever. And I will eventually be able to do the things I want to do without pain. Usually a big part of the pain issues after the first few days of surgery is swelling. There's a lot of trauma, like we talked about. It causes swelling of the knee joint. That swelling is directly proportional to your pain level. So if you come in and see me, your knee is super swollen after you just had surgery. If we manage that swelling, you typically the pain is going to go down. So you need to elevate it. You need to put ice on it or a cold pack, or sometimes they give you these ice man machines. You need to put it on like you're instructed to do. And usually that'll help decrease your pain level some. That and the pain meds are going to give you. So the better you manage your swelling issues, the faster the pain is going to go down. That's really important the first week post-op. Right. Yeah. What's about what's the turnaround time after having the surgery? Would you start going to physical oh, therapy? Uh, sometimes like the next day. Oh, okay. Usually really quick. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know that. Um, if It just kind of depends. Usually it's soon after. If you were more of an advanced stage, you might get home health ther- uh, therapy for oh, okay. a week or two and then go there. But Generally, most people come to straight to outpatient therapy within the first couple of days okay. of having the procedure done. And don't um, they see a, a PT in the hospital usually? They will see a PT uh, in the hospital that they'll, they'll make sure they can get up and stand safely, know how to use their walker, make sure they're safe before they cut them loose. So it's very important to understand what PT plays, physical therapy plays a huge role in surgical knee replacement. Yes, right. it does. And, the you know, your, your surgeon... He's expecting us to do what we're going to be doing with you. I mean, this is just all part of the team mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, they did the surgery and he's going to send you to us for us to do our part to help you get back to full function. But what we're going to be doing with you is what the doctor expects us to be doing with you. Right. And part of recovery, people think recovery is just rest. Don't move it. But recovery actually is, you know, don't force anything or push anything but you do need to move it or else i guess you yes. know it would be Correct. kind of stiff or something so oh, yeah, recovery but, is moving it in a in a way i guess right. for with a physical therapist that so this person is telling you this is the right way to do it and the proper amount of exertion you need to have yes the worst thing you can do after having a total knee replacement is just lay there and not right. do anything you need to get up and move definitely right As, every hour we encourage them you know, to get up and walk around their house. And, um, but we give them exercises. We give them exercise program to do. They're supposed to do that. Whatever's dictated one or two times a day. Yes. It's important to move the joint. It's important to just get up and move around. Uh, one of the other things that they need to be aware of is they're going to have a big incision on the front of their knee. (laughs) You know, you had your, your knee opened up and new components put in there and you're going to have a big incision. That's going to have probably staples or maybe glued kind of depends on your surgeon, what he decided he wanted to do, but you're going to, you're going to have incision. You're probably going to have a bandage on it. When you come to therapy, we will assess that and make sure everything looks like it's healing well. And if it's not, we'll let your doctor know. We'll, we'll help you with the bandages. We're, we're kind of like your rehab guide. Right. You know, right. We're going to, we're going to be there every time you come, you have a problem, you call us, let us know, and we'll work you through it. So within a person's recovery, they've got a team of people who are, they have their best interest and they're looking at it and telling you, you know, That's exactly where you right. are at. Yeah, yes. Right. We, you, they've got a team. We're working with the doctor. We're, you know, you will know where you're at as far as mm-hmm. like, are you progressing? Or are you not progressing? Because we're going to tell it to you straight. Mm-hmm. We want you to have a good outcome and, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat anything Mm -hmm. we we want you to have the best outcome possible and we're going to do whatever we need to do to to get there you know and that's a good point that you just made the team the surgeons rely on our physical therapists to 
take care of them because they're seeing them at least three times a week where the surgeon has done the surgery and they have a follow-up maybe two weeks afterwards versus they're going to be in their sites two two to three times a week for at least it varies varies. it could be up to 12 weeks i guess it would just depend on you know your situation the replacement itself Yes, right. and that that's why you really need to make sure you have a good physical therapist, have a relationship with that physical therapist, because that's the person that's relaying the information back to your doctor for you. Right, that's and right. I mean, ask them questions, though. Ask questions. Ask questions, yes. yes. If you've yeah. got questions, ask them. And if there's problems, we will communicate with the doctor and make sure they know that there's issues or you know, and we'll send progress notes, letting them know that, hey, you're doing great, you know, or if there's problems, we'll reach out to them and let them know. And a lot of people right. don't realize that, that they have a working relationship with these doctors because they have to update the doors, as he said, progress notes. And you don't realize they do this until you've had to have physical therapy. So right. that's why we want people to know out there that they are very knowledgeable and they know what, as he said, we're experts in movement. And we know how to make the knee move and in a timely manner, not immediately, but in right. a timely manner. Yeah, we see this a lot. We, this we it's our most common. Like I mentioned earlier, lower extremity surgery. We see a lot of total knee replacements. Right. We have really good outcomes typically. Do you have any stories about anybody that you've seen that had a really fantastic recovery or a good quality of life afterwards that you've seen? I've got a lot of stories. Great. <laughs> Uh, probably one of the most memorable that I can remember was, a, I mean, everybody has some degree of discomfort after they have their knee replaced mm-hmm. and it just varies on some people do really well, some people not so well. Some it people just, may be skeptical. Maybe I, I, I assume it just varies, but I have one guy in particular had his knee replaced and he was an older fella, probably mid to late seventies. He had no pain. I mean, it, he had no pain. He had full range of motion. Like, we saw him two or three days after his surgery, no pain, no range of motion. Him using a walker was just kind of not necessary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this dude looked like he had nothing done to him. It was just remarkable. <laughs> wow. It was almost like unbelievable, you know, but anyway, he's not the gold. I mean, he's not, the <laughs> yeah, standard. I was just, but see, I can say personally, my mother just had one in May okay. total knee. She's 80. And it was, as she said, mind over matter over the pain because her knee did swell tremendously because she had arthritis really bad in mm-hmm. it. And, um, I spent time with her and she also went to sports plus in Dyersburg where they live. And, Catherine was amazing with her. You know, it was walking her through what to expect. This is what we're seeing. But um, she's it's now September when she finished her therapy. So she's doing excellent. But, you know, the first few weeks was that, as she kept saying, mind over matter. Right. Mind over. I said, finally, I said, mind over the pain. And she said, absolutely. Yeah. A mindset's a big part of it. It is huge. And that's what Dean was talking about. And that's why just the relationship she had with those therapists Mm -hmm. that kept her motivated to keep coming back. Let's get you there. Get you where we need you to be. Right. So if a person is considering having a total knee replacement, do you guys have any advice that you would give them? Yeah, I think it's important for you to do your research, find yourself a surgeon that you feel comfortable with and confident in. Don't wait until you have 10 out of 10 pain and you're you're up on the porch while everybody else is out having fun before for long periods of uh, a time before you decide to have it done. And, you know, right. typically most of my patients say they wish they would have done it five years sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty a common, common thing I hear, hear people say. So it's not something you necessarily need to rush into, but if you're limited, if you're not being able to do the things you want to do, 
you need to strongly consider it. You need to prepare yourself mentally and physically. This is major surgery. Mm-hmm. It's a big commitment to rehab after the surgery. You need to prepare yourself. If you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. You need to eat a proper diet. You would probably benefit from doing some leg exercises before your surgery, kind of a prehab, mm-hmm. and just get your muscles built up as much as they can before you have the uh, procedure done. Part of that with like a consultation, what, who would they need to see maybe? Well, their, their doctor could send them the physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're obviously, if they're contemplating having a knee replacement, they're probably having some knee pain issues, right? They could come see us and hopefully we could help with that. But at the very least we could show them exercises to mm-hmm. prepare their body and their leg for the surgery that would be impending. Eventually. Right. Those people that are going to have this procedure need to commit themselves to consistently doing Everything the doctor and the PT tells them to do once they have it done. Because once you have the surgery, there's no do-overs or never minds or wait a minute. You know, that's that's water under the bridge. You're there. You had it done. It's time to get on with it and get to work. And that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're going to encourage you to do. Everybody's different. You know, we don't push the accelerator down the same with every patient. It, it varies because some people's tolerance levels are different than others. And and we respect that. And we're not going to push you any harder than you can be pushed. Right. But we do want to achieve the goals that we're trying to set so you can do the things you want to do. Right. Your physical therapist would be your advocate. And you need to advocate for yourself. And, and that's right. Your yes. physical therapist is just there to help you. as well. That's right. And it's important. It's extremely important to show up for all your appointments with a, the, with the most positive attitude as you can have and just work hard. But you got to be there to get better. Yeah. You would want to see that end goal in sight, you know, yes, have right. that goal in mind. I think it's good to set, you know, short term and long term goals for mm-hmm. yourself in the rehab process. We're going to do that. We're going to set goals, clinical goals. But I think you personally need to set some goals for yourself and achieve those goals because it gives you a self, a sense of accomplishment and you know, you're progressing in your mind. And, uh, but yeah, show up for your appointments, be positive, be goal driven and just do what we ask you to do to the best of your ability. And you'll, you'll be fine. Great. So right here in the West Tennessee area, we want to talk about the, the sports plus rehab centers and how people can get in touch. Yeah. Well, if you're in South Jackson, if you live in South Jackson, our clinic is on, uh, it's at 1725D South Highland Avenue next to Food Giant. Mm-hmm. Our number is 731-421-8116. If you have questions, you can stop by and talk to us. If you, if you want to be seen before you have surgery, set up, talk to your doctor about coming to see us, or you can come see us direct access. Okay. And you don't necessarily have to have a prescription if your insurance provider allows for that. But we would love to see you and help you on your journey. Great. And also, I mean, people people can self-refer as well, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. They can. It's called self uh, direct access, and they can self-refer by just uh, calling one of our locations, 14 locations. Um, and I believe you're going to attach that at yes. the end. Yes. I, I uh, in the show notes, I'll put our Sports Plus Rehab Center website, webpage on there, and the numbers that you can call. So, yes, it's all, the doors are always open. If, like he said, if the insurance does allow, but uh, majority of all insurance in the state of Tennessee does allow for self referrals. Okay, great. Well, all right, guys. Thank you so much for coming in and, and give us some, a lot of information on this topic to help people out with that. Well, Enjoyed we appreciate it. it. Yes. Thank you. Thanks Thank you guys so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to We Talk Health. This podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. 
If you have any questions or would like to request a topic, you can reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>